The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Fear the Rambling Dead, the unofficial Fear the Walking Dead internet radio show exclusively on PoppyChuloRadio.com. PoppyChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Tuesday, April 12th, and I'm your host, Dead Lee. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Fear the Walking Dead. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for it. Spoiler alert. We're going to bring you the hit AMC series casting scoop, spoilers and ratings. First up. Just like we always do. Gotta welcome my co-host. She's a newbie. And she spends her late nights talking to some guy named Jack on her walkie-talkie. It's Ashley Michelle. <laughs> you know it, you guys. <laughs> who is this Jack you talking to? Just who is he? He's my boo thing. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> With rice pilaf, it's Legionnaire. Yay! What's up, fear? Fear the Ramblers? Fear the Ramblers, that's right. All right, she takes late night swims with the floating dead. It's Deidre. Yeah, apparently I've lost my mind. What's up, people? (laughs) (laughs) Don't be jumping in that water late at night. I will never do it again. Okay. Mm. All right, rule number one, it's his radio. Rule number two, it's his radio. Rule number three, it's his goddamn radio. It's Poppy Chulo Radio. <laughs> That's very true. Yes. Welcome back, Fear the Ramblers. Uh, we're here for an exciting new season. Right, Deidre? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yay, merrily. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into this, guys. It's the recap time. We're going to jump into a recap of episode 201, titled Monster. It aired April 10th, and this is the official synopsis here. Uh, the group evacuates to the Abigail, which is the, is the boat, when the military begins to bombard L.A. in an attempt to contain the undead threat. Out at sea, they come across another boat full of survivors, but Strand and Travis refuse to stop to pick them up. Strand tells the group that their next destination will be San Diego. Alicia mans the radio only to hear a distress call and strikes up a conversation with another seaborne survivor named Jack. Travis notices Chris and Daniel beginning to bond over their mutual loss. Uh, Madison's concerned how Strand refuses to sleep and Daniel tells her how he is still suspicious of Strand's motives pointing out that he was ready to leave his secure house even before the bombs fell. Now, once they are far enough out to sea, the group holds a funeral for Liza, Lisa, Liza, and buries her at sea. However, Chris reacts violently as he blames Travis for her death, 
Alicia then learns from Jack that his boat is sinking and requests that the group go save him. Strand rejects the plan, threatens to throw overboard anybody that does not obey him because it's his boat, goddammit. As the group prepares for dinner, <laughs> Chris leaps overboard for a swim and Nick joins them. Late night swims with Deidre only to find walkers floating oh in the gosh. water from a capsized <laughs> ship sunk by gunfire. Nick recovers the ship's logs, but Strand warns them that another ship is approaching them. Most likely a hostile ship. Guys, we're back. It's season two. I want to get in what everyone's initial reaction. Uh, Deidre, I know you can hardly wait to say something. Go ahead. God, I fucking hate it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, uh, Hashtag OMG. <laughs> I, I just, I, ooh, I, these characters, oh, these characters <laughs> suck. The only person I like is Strand. That's just, oh, I throw my hands up. Oh. <laughs> I will say, Deidre was kind of blackmailed into doing the show, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so fun I, to hear this, because we knew this was coming, right, Poppy? We felt We did, and that's why I'm, I'm glad Deidre's here. <laughs> just, oh, I can't I wait to get deeper into the oh, teenage no. angst with you, girl. I just, I know Deidre loves teenage wrong. angst. It was very wrong of me to assume that something different would come all of a sudden, you know, like we were the ones on hiatus, not the show of reality of the, you know, the storyline. So why was I sitting there thinking, oh, they're going to change the entire writing for the next season? Oh, <laughs> stupid me. It's just, oh, man. Yeah. So I'm here and I'm just, yeah, I watched it. All right. I'm, I'm good. All right. All right. Let's go to our newbie, Ashley. Michelle, what did you think? I enjoyed the episode, but I have to agree with Deirdre. Like, I can't stand these characters. I can't feel anything for them. I just want all of them to die. He's <laughs> <laughs> on Team Deirdre. <laughs> like, I know that they're new. Like, they're newbies to the apocalypse, and like we've seen what the apocalypse can do to people. But it's like, oh, you are so painful to look at. <laughs> You're not supposed to encourage Deirdre. <laughs> Girls gotta stick together. Oh, Legionnaire, was it painful for you? Hmm. It was not painful for me. Um, I mean, the things that kind of annoyed me, I was able to put aside because there were some things that there were a couple of things that really stood out for me. So I would have to say, for the most part, I enjoyed the episode without getting into too much detail yet. Uh, Poppy Chulo, gotta hear from you. I enjoyed the episode as a whole. I can't believe I'm actually liking the slow episodes, which, it, like, for those that have followed us on uh, the Rambling Dead, the, the mothership, you all have heard me say that usually the slow episodes are not my favorite. Those are usually, like, Deadly's favorite those episodes. Those are my favorites. Yeah, and, and I can't believe on this show I'm actually digging the slow episodes. I will agree with half of what Deidre and Ash have said. For me, like, half the characters could die and you know they could be on that raft and i would not like stop for them <laughs> but there are a few characters that i'm really liking and i feel like there's a lot of potential in them number one being strand strand is fantastic so i'm interested in seeing what's coming up in uh, this new season but overall i thought it was an interesting character developy type episode well, I, I think I'm kind of in between 
all you guys a little bit. Like that teenage angst is just getting too much. Little homie Travis's son just doing too much. Um, but Dudley, you're a teenager. You know how to commune with the teenage. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Girl with her late night talks just doing too much. But you know who did win me over was Mr. Druggy, who I hated last year. And for some mm. reason, I'm kind of feeling him. Nick? Druggy with Ex Druggy. Ex Druggy with I was old, old man clothes. I was loving Nick this episode. I, really, mm-hmm. I mean, I was. Lots of vodka. Yeah, there's something about him. There's something about him that I'm feeling now. And uh, and of course, Mr. Old Man Salvadorian. Mm. That's Deidre's bill. Dan- oh, always Daniel. Love. Always Say love his name, game. his real name, Deidre. Ruben Blas. <laughs> Ruben Just Blas. rolls off her tongue. Yes. <laughs> So, I don't know, it's got promise. I just, I mean, I'm hearing rumors that they're not going to be out on sea that long, which will suck because I was just hoping they were on sea for, like, the whole damn season. But, but yeah. All right, before we get into a throw recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash The Rambling Dead. Follow the station on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Poppy Chulo Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Hey, are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com forward slash archives. And you can search for Fear the Rambling Dead through iTunes, and you better hit the subscribe button. All right, let's get deep into it, though. As Monster really only took, like, a small time jump from uh, last year. Uh, guys, I thought there was going to be more. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I was hoping not, but um, the, the only thing that was jarring for me was that, you know, they went from that whole scene of of a morning um, Liza to it was dark and L.A. was being bombed. And they're so. under attack from the yeah. dead. Yeah, cause that was very that was a little jarring for me. Yeah, it was Operation Cobalt, Cobalt as the Freshwalkers were roaming the beaches. Um, so some of the crew was already at the Abigail, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Using a little motorized boat, and then uh, then our guy uh, Strand, Poppy's favorite Strand, tells uh, who headed back. Nick. Get the rest. Nick. 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 Yeah. So your homie. My homie Nick, yeah. and he went back to get them. Uh, one who was uh, Chris. Am I getting the names right? It's yes. Chris, who was mourning his mom still. Like he was like a zombie himself. He was just looking at his mom's dead body. Can I just say I would have loved to have been the actress in, in this episode because she got paid just to lay down. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. The only thing she had to do was not breathe. <laughs> That was, okay. That's it. He was pissing me Check. off, Poppy, because he's just looking at that dead body that's not breathing, and yeah, and here comes the walkers and his his you know his stepmom or whoever she is, and that's and his Travis. biological mother. Oh, you, oh, you mean um Madison? Yeah, Madison, Madison. They're running to get some supplies and do this and that, and he's just over the body, and he saw the walkers coming from the house, and he didn't he didn't warn any. He doesn't even say anything. He's just just there, and uh. That's so anyway, he's a little bitch. Oh, yeah, so they, <laughs> he's a little 
Because he's a little <laughs> bitch. So they're getting like uh, all kinds of walkers come up on them and hitting them with rocks and stuff. Guys, I know it's new, so but you, I mean, are walking dead. They don't hit them with rocks that much, right? <laughs> oh, well, they're oh, on a I beach. Can I just say, <laughs> I just that? say that was hilarious like for me? <laughs> that was so funny. I that was one part I love was when Madison hit that one woman and she snapped her head around like, bitch, you did not hit me. <laughs> she yes. snapped her head around. I was like, oh my god. Madison will die today. <laughs> that was wonderful. I was not expecting that. I was like, oh. I think she a black woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. <laughs> that was funny. That Hashtag was zombie funny. races. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. If you didn't, if you missed it, you have to watch it again. That was just too hilarious. Oh, that was good. So then our boy Nick comes just in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, oh, Poppy, what happens to like a floating zombie? This is a good part. This was one of the most genius kills that we've mm-hmm. never seen before. And I was here for it. So <laughs> everyone has gotten on to, um, what would you call it? What's What's that little... What would you call that? Motorboat thing. Like uh-huh. motorboat, like inflatable type of motorboat type mm-hmm. thing. And so everyone's in there, and then all of a sudden, this one zombie, you know, is testing the waters, literally. You know, walking into the water, like walking up to the boat. And so then oh he, he picks up, <laughs> he sort of, not, not picks up, but he like pushes up the actual, the motor of uh, this little boat thingy and his face like he motorboats yes the the uh, propeller it was fantastic <laughs> funny That's awesome yeah literally getting awesome. motorboated good stuff good stuff on there little 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 bits of good stuff that made you go oh th- that's a good thing and then the dialogue started up again you're like oh yeah, so the, they make it back to the uh, to the Ashley, right, Poppy? Uh, to the Abigail. To the Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Ashley's on the show too. <laughs> Ashley, I'm getting the Abigail and our newbie Ashley mixed up. <laughs> so they get to the Abigail. I just I don't. Why would you call the boat Abigail? Do you think he had like a a girlfriend named Abigail, so he named it Abigail? What do you think? Yes. Something. No. I don't know. I don't yeah, know why it's, it's named after his daughter. Well, according to uh, the Talking Dead, there's going to be uh, there's going to be some backstory that'll give us uh, an indication of how Abigail got named, and so we'll learn a little bit more about Strand. Ooh. Mm, so we see the city being blown up. It's a nice shot of L.A. Poppy, probably Malibu. Santa yes. Monica, <laughs> Ventura. I don't know if you know. Deadly got area, exploded. Arena Del Rey. I'm a little further mm-hmm. inland, Poppy, so I think I'm okay. Oh, okay. The dead haven't arrived there yet. <laughs> Deadly's in West Covina. No, they all they, oh. they migrate toward the water, so he's safe. <laughs> and uh, so, is this right when they uh, they start passing uh, some strangers, right, Legionnaire? Like a boat of. That's like the next morning. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. The next morning, they're they're out uh, moving moving towards San Diego, and they come upon a boat of um, people that are shouting and looking to to get helped. And uh, so then the discussion ensues on whether whether or not to stop, because um, you know Madison wants to stop and, and help the poor people, and Strand is like, uh, no. And Travis is not that interested in, in helping him either. He's like, hey, we got to keep on moving. Strand said he's reached his mercy quota. <laughs> One of Deidre's biggest problems last season was Travis not having balls. Was that sort of power move by Travis by saying, no, let's not help him? Was that sort of like a little ballage for you, Deidre? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Not in the least. Travis no, can never no, win with Deidre now. Because Travis knows the truth uh, when it comes to that one aspect right there. But it, it, it's really not, you know, him finally manning up. It's not even him, half a ball? Not even a quarter of a ball. It's, it's, just oh him, it's just him realizing that. No, it's him realizing that as long as Strand is there, he can say anything he wants to his wife and just point to Strand and go, it's his boat. <laughs> much. Hey, don't look at me honey it's his boat yeah, so yeah he, he's, you know. he says he's only stopping to let people off <laughs> not bring them on board yes yes i, I, I like that yes that is great he is i'm, I'm feeling ashley would be team madison on this am i wrong ashley i can't i'm like both sides like I would have loved to have seen the story go where they took on all those people and see what would have happened after that. But in favor of keeping our current characters alive, it was a good idea that they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way Strand is thinking because he's not, they're, they're being all emotional. And when you look at Strand, you would start to think like Daniel is thinking to some degree he's gone through this before he knows things we don't know or he knows that it won't work taking on extra people because this is you know not good he knows a lot that no one else knows and you know this character strand he just he's like the the, the girl on the flight the flight um mm -hmm. oh, okay fear the walking dead in the sky aka fear the walking dead flight 462 Yes. Ooh, maybe she was on that boat, Poppy. We never found out what happened. No, because that was a that was a boat. Uh, mm -hmm. They um, in the future they could potentially we'll talk about it in spoilers. Maybe okay. be uh, checking out uh, a downed plane or something. Mm, okay. Some what also all during this time too. Yeah. Yeah. We saw shots of uh, Chris uh, on in the bed with his mom's dead body. And, creepy. Uh, it was creepy. Again. He kissed her. <laughs> yeah, he was he was getting on my nerves. <laughs> and then we saw our homegirl uh, Alicia. She was all hugged up on a walkie-talkie thing. Well, yeah, because Travis was like, "Here's your job. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to cooperate or you need to contribute. You know, here's this, and uh, you know, see if we can figure out." Uh, I don't even know why he gave it to her. What was it for? Like, see if you could figure out where we're if going. There was or... a safe yeah, to place if, to go. Right. If she can hear, if she can make contact, well, not make contact, but hear any other chatter that might indicate someplace safe for them to, to head to. Yeah. And she was attracted to some music that was playing. 
Yeah, what was yes. that music, Ashley? Do you remember what's the chatter? What was the music? I think Ashley knows that music. Yeah. I don't remember the song, but I remember like the lyrics are like, I'm stuck, at, I'm stranded on my island. Oh, it was a dear Sing it, Ashley. It was David Bowie. There you go. Was it really? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Five, five years. Oh, that was that <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> Legionnaire got melted. Yeah, it was a song about it was a song about the end of the world. It was awesome. It's cool. It was very cool. It was definitely perfect for that that scene. Yes. But then she wouldn't talk back. Right. The guy's like, uh, "Hello, was anyone there? Are you going to say anything?" And then, yeah, because I think. She had initially, she must have like touched a button, like almost to talk, mm-hmm. because he knew that someone was listening. So he, you know, she must have done like pressed a button, and I'm, I'm assuming it hears like a or something mm-hmm. on the other side. And then he's like, Hey, are you there? I'm, oh, you shy. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we're ready to talk about Madison and Travis. They got into it over that whole thing. And, and I think. Travis did man up and explain Deidre, you know, why he didn't side with her on this. Because it ain't his boat. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's a sad thing. I the whole the whole the whole episode I just kept saying to myself and I, I just want everyone to hear me clearly. I, I kept saying to myself, at some point they're gonna really have to stop and just be people. You can't keep which which means which means you can't keep that that you know the world is still the same and you know we're on a higher plane than everyone else. You have to be like everybody else who is trying to survive. Stop being you know we're the saviors and just be we got to survive. We 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 got to figure out a way through this and we all have to get along. You know, her mind is not there yet at all. She is really Madison is not there yet. They are just, she's got to come out of it. And poor Trap, just, he's never going to, he's been castrated. He's never getting them back. It's just not going to happen. But they have to get out of that, they have to get out of that mentality. I mean, you know, Strand is not in it. Daniel is not in it at all. It looks like um, Chris is coming out of it, you know, a little bit here and there. But, and Nick, Nick is definitely out of it, but his sister isn't. And, you know, Madison isn't and Travis isn't, so they've got a ways to go. But man, mm. it's gonna be rough going if they don't, you know, come out of that. I'm just every, now I'm gonna start wondering each episode now which one's gonna screw up and get them all killed because they're still thinking the world is, you know, as it was before, you know, Candy Cane Lane and Daisies. <laughs> it's over, people. Yeah. Uh, Poppy Chulo, uh, somebody's fishing. You want to talk about the fishing? Yes, our homeboy is fishing. He's, you know, uh, he's he's trying. Daniel is trying to find some sort of sustenance because, if I'm not mistaken, there's nothing on the boat. There's like limited supplies, and I don't think there's any food. And so he's fishing, and all of a sudden, uh, Nick walks on by and no no no, it's not nick sorry it's chris Chris. Chris. walks on by and uh, it's one of the first time he leaves his uh dead mother's side and uh, they sort of you know just start kind of talking and and uh almost bonding for for a moment in a sense and um you know 
he's like, I'm sorry for your loss. And the other one's like, I'm sorry for your loss. And they sort of bond over their losses. Because remember, Daniel lost his wife and he didn't get a chance to say goodbye. And of course, Chris lost his uh, mother and he didn't get a chance to say goodbye. Hmm. And while they're doing all that, uh, he ends up catching an eel. And he's like, you know, it doesn't look pretty, but it's got a lot of meat on it. So we'll be able to eat. I like that moment. It seemed to snap Chris out of, you know, his funk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely helped him move away from from that space for sure. Yeah, and we got a, a quick little thing with Nick and uh, Salazar's daughter. I, I can't remember mm. her name, guys. Ophelia. Ophelia. Yeah. And what, Ophelia. I thought, what, what what's up with Ophelia? Because I. She's got something wrong with her, but I thought it was her arm, but it's her chest. I swear it was it's her, her arm. It's her shoulder she where got, she was yeah, shot, she by shot. Sold, by that soldier. Yeah, she oh. got shot in the shoulder. But she didn't want yeah. to change the bandage or anything, but homeboy Nick said put some damn alcohol on her. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. No, it's going to help her. She was like, oh. no. <laughs> oh, I got it. And so he told her, he said, look, if you put some, if you put the ointment on the bandage first before you put the bandage on, you know, it'll, it'll hurt less. So then he threw back a, you know, and, you know, vodka, lots of vodka. See, it yeah. was alcohol popping. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said to drink it. Oh, to drink yes. it. I thought he meant to pour it over the damn cut. No. But, but couldn't you do that? <laughs> couldn't you pour alcohol over a cut? By you drinking could. alcohol? Yes, if you, you didn't could. have the other kind of alcohol? You could. If it was a good number of proof and you had a match, you can light that sucker up and just Ooh. clean it all out. Yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. clean it out. Gotta clean it all out. <laughs> so, oh, you know what's kind of interesting, guys, is uh, Salazar, Travis asks Salazar, like, what were you talking about? And uh, I like Salazar. He's like, you don't talk when you're fishing. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Jealousy. Jealousy. That was, yeah, it was a little bit. I was like, why is, what is, you know, what you guys talking about? Why wasn't I invited? Yeah. Why are you talking to my boy? Why are you talking to my boy? <laughs> no, that was shady. He's like, oh, you He's don't already know. got a father, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn to bond. Oh, man. <laughs> Sad. All right. Now, Madison, she's, she's looking all over the boat. She goes up there and she sees the boat is just, uh, what do you call it when it's running? Autopilot. Autopilot, Poppy. And she's like looking for Strand. She heads up there and he's over there talking to himself on the upper deck, mm-hmm. talking to ghosts and stuff to keep himself awake. And uh, then he's saying. Uh, in in I had closed captions on and in the oh, closed captions, it said that Strand uh, uh, was talking himself. And then it said Strand was talking in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, in Spanish. Yeah. What did he say? I don't remember. I didn't actually hear anything. You can't. Yeah, it's not intelligible enough for you to discern it. Oh, look at that! Deadly, you got to put on the closed captions. I do. I love when you read stuff on the closed captions, and I don't see this. All of my closed captions are in Russia. I can't get it to change. Oh God! (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Now, didn't she say, too, that she heard music or something? What was she talking about? Oh! Yeah, she t- she t- she t- she t- she t- Oh, yeah, there was opera music. 
Yeah. She was saying that she was heard music weird. on the water, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, you know, it's it's the water, you know, echoing, and I don't know. He's, he sort of, like, played it off. No, no, I, no Initially, I thought the true. music was coming from him. No, but that's the truth. On the water, you hear noises travel so differently on the water, and he mm-hmm. was... He was actually telling her the truth, though, though the character was in a sleep deprivation kind of a mood. It really sounded like he was being, you know, nonchalant, blase. But no, that was the truth. It travels and you're, you can hear crystal clear, like, you know, here and there. But then it's just like gone. Yeah. Or like he says, you know, when you're out here, like you can hear different things or something. Yeah, that's what he said. He said, um, he said out in the water sound conducts conduct strangely or weirdly or something like that mm-hmm. all right well madison she goes to talk to our friend ruben Belares. or how do you say that Deidre? oh my god that, not it. that way <laughs> <laughs> ruben do you say it's so good yeah, i'll just call him salazar daniel daniel salazar yeah <laughs> that's a dj's future husband oh. <laughs> yeah. And basically, we learn that she's not the only one suspicious of uh, of Strand. Madison opens up about her concerns, and uh, she wants some advice for him. And, you know, they're kind of just kind of tripped out that, you know, wondering about his motives, basically. Right, Poppy? I got my eye on him. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's exactly how he said it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly why they're heading to San Diego. Oh, that know. Why are we going to San Diego? I don't know why, but <laughs> why are they? They don't know, right? No one knows except for him why they're going. Well, no, because Strand no, had said something like that it might be safe there, right? Because uh, he said there was a um, the the Navy is based there. There's a naval base near there or something like that. He mentioned something like that 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 it might be someplace that that could possibly be safe. It's a big one, yeah. I wouldn't trust that. Yeah, well, I don't know that would either, but but yeah, that's that's what he mentioned. So I think that's what they're gonna try out at first, I guess. It's probably um, people like walking off the uh, the ships and just hitting the water. <laughs> no. Well, before we talk about the funeral, uh, Ashley, do you remember that walkie-talkie Jack? What we learned about Jack? Because I think I skipped over a whole bunch of that, but. Because she kept talking to Jack. Doesn't he say that he had his brother and his brother's wife, is it? That he that mm-hmm. they're with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so he has people with him, he lets out. Yeah. And that his, he lost, she asked him if he's lost anybody. And he says that he's lost his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Did you find that interesting that she didn't go back and say, well, I lost my boyfriend? Mm-hmm. She's an idiot. Uh, she's an idiot. I think that at that point she realized that she might have said too much already, and just mm-hmm. t- like, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's so sad. Yeah, but she gives too much information. Yeah. 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 She. Because she's an idiot. She's a teenage <laughs> dumb idiot. <laughs> just like she was in season one. She's an idiot. Oh man, I'm just oh, I. I pray someone said this um at the end of our regular Rambling Dead season. I pray it's the girl that survives a plane crash <laughs> so she can just come in there and wreck shop. Yeah, God, I, I do too. <laughs> Man. 
All right, I Poppy, why don't you talk about the funeral? Because this funeral was kind of interesting. Yeah, so everyone gathers on deck, and uh, they got um, Liza there. She's covered up with um, the sheets, and uh, Travis starts, you know, talking, you know, basically eulogizing um, Liza. You know, she mm-hmm. was a good woman. She would have helped everybody. Um, you know, she had a good heart. And she's the strongest woman that I know, stronger than me, because I have no balls. <laughs> and um, then all of a sudden, Chris, you know, he's like listening to everything, and uh, Travis stops, and then Chris, like, pushes his way through and lifts up the um, the plank or whatever the hell that was and tosses Liza's body into the sea and storms off. And then Travis, of course, follows and he's like, what's going on? And like Chris slams the door in his face and then, uh, you know, he opens the door and Chris is like, you shot her, you shot her! And screaming at him and then punches him in the face and shuts the door and... Um, Travis now has a bloody lip. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to take that boy and slap him a couple of times. That's yep. what I was waiting on. I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, is he going to uh, do it? And I then was... he closes the door. Because I would have like... snatched his little ass up and say, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you hitting Harley? Who are you hitting over there? <laughs> <laughs> it's like enough is enough. Yes, we we were all sad that she's gone, but look, it had to be done. It had to be done. Get with it. <laughs> yeah, they should have just grabbed him and shook him. Yeah, something. Man, he was a kid. I just, I was just very. I rolled my eyes again when Travis <laughs> just closed the door. I'm like, you, man. No, no. I mean, he just pulled it up so gently. I was like, oh, God. Mm. Oh, please just go to your wife's bag and get your balls. Come on, please. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. All right. So then he goes and shows Madison. He got a, you know, he got a black guy. and She's not surprised. She's like, oh, a bloody lip, a bloody lip. And, uh, and our girl, Alicia, Legionnaire, what is Alicia finding out from Jack? Something's going on. Yeah, something happened to. I guess they're they're on a boat and and they're taking on water, and they're trying to um, make their way back towards land. And uh, they start talking about where he might be, so that they can. Uh, so Alicia thinks that they might be able to go and and help him. You know, thinking that yeah, you know. It shouldn't be a problem taking on just three people as opposed to that whole other boat full of people. But um, but of course, Strand ain't trying to hear it. And it's like, you know, and now, you, now you're just talking to this person and sharing information that you probably should be sharing. And you're jeopardizing our safety. It's like, what, what's your issue? It's like, look, you know, our, just because we are here in the water doesn't mean that, you know, that we're just that we're any safer than we are on the land. And you got to get with my program because you're on my boat. Because there's some rules to be on this boat. <laughs> yeah. Tell the rules. Yeah, right. tell the rules. Go ahead. It's tell like the rules. Rule number one, this is my boat. <laughs> rule number two, this is my boat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> rule three, 
This is my damn boat. Yes. <laughs> Important rules, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that and was so It's so odd they weren't getting that at first. I, I could not understand for the life of me why they were having discussions. Like they were like still at home. And look, we can save these other people. Why can't we take them on? Because this little thing got damn boat. No, you can't. No. Just, <laughs> no. We can do it. No, you can't. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got the right idea. It's like, look, yes, we're we're out here on our boat, and it's and 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 safety is a very relative term. <laughs> so you all have to understand exactly what that means. That means that we cannot be adding adding unknown elements to what already exists in this little world or this little shelter that we've created for ourselves and and right now on on this floating piece of safety my word is the word that's it <laughs> this is a place where there's not going to be a whole lot of discussion about how this happens and how this works uh, uh, uh. and there you must all... be something go ahead no, as I was going to say, when you all get the hell off my boat, then you can do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking there must be something in San Diego, which is why he's why he has to stay awake. I mean, there's there's got to be something there. I mean, he he's very worried that someone's going to come and try to take that ship, which is Shamu is there. SeaWorld is down there. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, I think the reason he's staying awake is because the last part that you said, DJ, because he's scared that someone will, like, plot him off course or start accepting people and that kind of stuff. Yeah, Like, he Madison... wants to stay awake because he wants to still be in control. Yeah. yeah, I saw the way Madison was eyeing the controls when she noticed it was on autopilot, mm-hmm. and she just stayed up there just a minute too long, looking at it like, "Hmm, what can I?" I wonder what do? this button does. Yeah, <laughs> she was staring just a little too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our girl Madison, speaking about her, she did go have a talk with Chris, right, Deidre? Was she trying to pound in his head, comfort him, or something? She was trying to comfort him. It wasn't working. It mm-hmm. just everything. Thing that came out of her mouth, it didn't even go through one and out the other. It it pretty much like boomerang past his hair. It's like <laughs> boomerang, you know, around around his hair and against his force field and just went elsewhere. None of her kids even picked it up. It just disappeared into the ether of the world. <laughs> she was she was talking. It was just dead air to him. He was like, I, "What is that? There's a there's a fly in the room. Something's." She was trying to relate. She said something like she hit her dad too once or something at the same age. Yeah. No. Because she's probably got her dad's balls still in her purse too. So no. Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) At least we know she's got some big balls. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now this is getting good, Poppy. They're sitting down for this big old fresh eel rice pilaf, all kinds of food. This dinner looked good. Oh yeah, delicious. It looked really (laughs) good. And just as they get into, you know, it looked really nice. I was like, wow, look at them having a big old family style dinner on the boat. Thanksgiving all over again. It was. And then what happened, Poppy, just as they were about to cut into the eel? Splash! (laughs) (laughs) Because Chris had, he was there, but then he walked off, and then there was the big splash. And then, oh my god, Chris! Chris! (laughs) He jumped! 
he keeps trying to kill himself. And so <laughs> Nick Nick runs and dives after him. And then Chris is like, what you doing, man? And, and Nick's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then Chris is like, I just wanted to swim. Like, the water's beautiful. There's all this smoke in the air, but I'm ignoring it. And then the water's beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> and the whole time Travis is going up and down the stairs. Oh, my God. 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 <laughs> he was. And while all that's going on, uh, Alicia messages Jack, and basically she's like, we can't rescue you. And then he's like, it's okay. I got you. I'll see you soon. Oh, that's a little eerie. Can I ask a question? Because I don't know much about boats. Can you figure out where they are from just that little uh, um, walkie-talkie thing? Look at all the stuff what's his name had on his ship. It had on the yacht. There are I mean, if you have the right equipment, you can triangulate where a signal could be coming from. I mean Mm -hmm. that depends on that depends on what kind of what kind of boat you're on. Uh and like like Deja said, I mean with the equipment that that's on there, it's it's entirely possible. So do we think that anything that he said was truthful? Hell no. Mm -mm. No. He knows where they are directional wise because she he asked her to look. Oh, do you see that smokestack mm-hmm. in the distance? Yeah. Where oh, yeah, is it right. to you? So he knows the general direction, and I'm sure that if he has a radar on his boat the way that the yacht does, mm-hmm. then he could find the boat. Right. He might be on a cruise ship. No, he's used to going out there and robbing ships in open water. I think I think oh, he's, he's a pirate, right? And then girl had to say that. It was a nice boat. It's like, why do you have to say it's a nice Right, exactly. Yeah. The desalinization system. Yeah. Exactly. We don't got to drink our own pee. <laughs> <laughs> the governor of the sea. It's a nice yacht, but we're not rich. <laughs> she did say that. <laughs> she did. Yeah. Oh, God. Look at Deidre hating this teenage stuff. I'll agree with Deidre. She was very dumb this episode. Like, I, I just, I don't, there's no way you can justify any of what Alicia did. <laughs> no. Well, guys, I don't know about Alicia, but I'm loving Nick in the water. I, I like I said this it, this episode I love Dick I, and it was something that was brought up that was really really perfect and encapsulated my feelings around him perfectly. It's like with the world going crazy, everyone is is running around scrambling trying to adjust, and Nick is already there. He his yeah. his his mindset from from his drug induced hazes and everything else. Chris is already there, so he's already suited to navigating the crazy. He's he's already there, so it's like okay, he's just gonna move through however he can. And I think that's part that's also part of why Strand wants him around because he knows how to navigate this craziness. And he's 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 adjusting he's adjusting to it a lot faster than everybody else is. Mm-hmm. Isn't that yep. great? And I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The one that the one that you would the the one person that you think would be most that you might think might be most problematic could be the one person that probably is going to be more adjusted to the situation than anybody else. Well, we know who's going to survive. That's good. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like the world was already ending for Nick and everyone else was just catching up. Right, yeah, that's that's how it was phrased. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Yeah, I like that conversation. It's deep. I think they started that last year talking about that. Yeah, they, even they, they alluded the, to in the last year we talked about that. I kind of remember you bringing that yeah. up, Legion. There, just that this this boy, the drug, been him being a druggie before is actually going to help him. Or Poppy yeah. said it. One one of you guys said it. I was, you know, yes. it I'll give the credit to Legionnaire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely something I was thinking. I don't know that I mentioned it, but it, it definitely it, it showed through a lot more in this episode that I thought was really cool. Because, I mean, he didn't I mean, when he saw that Christmas overboard, he didn't hesitate to kind of just jump in where everybody else would have been just kind of like running around with flailing their hands like, ah, oh, come back, come back. Ah, oh, you know, and it was like, no, I'm just going to go out and get him, <laughs> you know, and do it. Yeah. <laughs> And he made himself, he got onto that boat, right? Or underneath it, or inside of it, or whatever. And... Yeah, well, can I first, a quick shout out mm-hmm. to uh, the uh, swimming walker that he encountered first. Oh. I love that they can swim. Well, not necessarily swim, but mm-hmm. that they, they can adapt to the ocean. I thought that was awesome. I don't think we've ever really seen that, or at least that, as much, in on the mothership. I no. think he was just floating, right? He was yeah. like dead. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm gonna say it wasn't so much swimming that it, you know, once it sensed him, smelled him, or whatever, it just tried to move towards him <laughs> as much as it possibly could, as much as they amble on land. But that was odd it, seeing them. Because <laughs> they even said on the, on the Talking Dead that they were kind of challenged with how they were gonna portray the. Um, well, the well on this show they are called the infected. How they're going to portray them moving through the water? So, what what was your point there, Poppy? That you don't think a walker can swim? Well, no, I just thought it was interesting seeing him. Whatever we're going to call him, like in the water, swimmers or floaters or whatever. Floaters. Well, floaters is kind of nasty. <laughs> Did you see one actually had a floating? <laughs> is that the one you're talking about that actually had the life preserver on it? Did you see that one? They did have yes. a life preserver. One that did have a life preserver. I yeah. thought that was awesome too. Yeah, that was cool. So, so he inspects the wreckage mm-hmm. because he hears a banging. Oh, there and, you go. Uh, Talk about it. And I was, I didn't understand. I guess he thought maybe it was someone who survived, and so he ends up getting inside of it. But it was not a survivor. It was another um, floating infected. And it attacks him, but it was like a weird type of thing because, like, all he did was like push it away, and then it, it like turned around and like swam away. I think away it was or like something. attached to something. Yeah, but he maybe. took like a backpack from it or something. What did he take? He did, and I don't understand why. Oh yeah, no, it's a log. No, it's the uh, ship log. It was a yeah. log. Yeah, it was a ship log, and and the um, and the walker actually got distracted by noise coming from someplace else, oh. noise and light coming from something else when he pushed it away. Oh, okay. But why would he want the ship log? Well, uh, that that's a good question because I didn't... Good I didn't... reading while you're taking a dump? <laughs> no, you find out where the ship has been. I think it was a laptop in there, too. Mm. I think that was right. But you find out where the ship's been and who, if someone else has navigated it or anything. And if it veered course or wherever it was set to go to mm. and how it got to where it was. Yeah, I didn't know. But it sounded like something smart because, I mean, I think Nick is, I think Nick is very smart. So I think oh, that yeah. whatever it was, it just struck me as very clever. <laughs> and we'll find out exactly what it's for. But actually, now that you explain it, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and why navigational is... information is important. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Strand is handling the beeping situation, guys. Yeah. Oh, this got me a little confused, Deidre. What was going on with that? So he was picking up just, you know, 
somebody was asking earlier, can you see, Papi was, can you see other ships or how do you know where the ships were? So a little bit earlier, he was picking up another ship um, in the area. And he, but you know, they had that incoming fog and mist. So you really can't see anything. You're just picking up stuff on your sonar. And even on sonar, you know, on his ship, the nav system is sharper. It's not as direct as like, say, what the Navy and the military has. But you just get a general vicinity. So he had gotten another one of something. I think it may have been a little bit larger in the vicinity off to the side. And he knew that meant trouble. It was something coming toward them. All so right. He and told, he told Madison it's going like 25 knots or something. Yeah. And they right. could only go 20 knots, but that would be like pushing it. Right. Yeah. So, um, so this is know, getting was, scary. This is getting yeah. very scary. And hopefully, uh, they're starting to realize the issues really at hand here. And he kind of yeah. glanced over at, at Alicia, like, is this your man, Jack, in the box? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Gave her that look, Ooh, like, bitch, mm-hmm. I'm throw you overboard if it's him. <laughs> cut you and throw you overboard as shark bait. I'm gonna cut you. <laughs> I think I got it all, Ashley. Did I miss anything that you remember? I think you did a very good job. I can't remember anything else. Good. You want to add anything? Did you have any last words about this episode? I think it was overall a very good episode to set up, a very good opening of the season to set up for next episode, which we presume is going to be very scary. Mm-mm-mm. DJ, okay, we know there was a lot of teenage janks, Chris and Alicia, but what else? Any final words, thoughts? Uh, all the characters need to be shot, except for Strand. <laughs> 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 you wouldn't even wow. save Nick? Aww. No, I wouldn't save Nick. No, you know, I... My last words are, I, I pray they snap into the new world reality. I really pray they do and get on board. <laughs> oh, Legionnaire, you always have a last word about something. <laughs> well, I, I like the fact that, uh, like I said, I, I, Nick stood out for me this episode. Um thought he was really cool i like how he's adjusting to everything mm. who's whispering i don't know if that, <laughs> that was jack it was my jack God, I it was losing my mind i was like oh lord um but the episode overall i thought was pretty good i it, you know the the teenage angst thing was getting getting on my nerves and you know alicia was being really stupid but uh but overall, it had really good moments, and I'm hoping that they don't stay on on the water for too long. Oh, I do have words. I'm sorry. I I didn't realize the yacht moved so slowly. That's it. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, so, oh, we're up to you, Papi Jillo. Any final thoughts? Or did you give them? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens this season. I think the characters are slowly going to start to really understand the dire situation that they're in. I get where everyone's coming from, that they wish that they would smart, smarten up like 
faster and you know you need to adapt quicker and that kind of thing but i mean it's human nature i mean they're being thrust into the apocalypse basically and uh it's going to take them some trial and error to finally get to or at least to understand and comprehend the new world that they're in some of them are there now but uh the others will have to join soon, and it isn't until they encounter some really even more dire situations that they're finally going to realize, you know what, the world has completely changed. And I'm excited to see that happen. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. with you. Mm-hmm. Just more, what about you, Deadly? Just more Nick, more Nick swimming. I would like some more Nick swimming and... uh. Some more Salazar fishing. They seem very relaxed, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, no. I mean, like, like they took a moment, yeah. you know, and everything that was going on, they found a moment of relaxation. Indeed. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, you know what? It's time to get spoilery. Huh? We're going to dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Fear of the Walking Dead. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com slash the rambling dead. So I've got some great spoilery tidbits for all of you. And we're going to start off with an interview. Hmm. This is an interview that was featured on entertainmentweekly.com with the showrunner Dave Erickson. And uh, the, I guess, the, the most interesting parts of the interview was uh, in particular this question that Entertainment Weekly posed. It's interesting that Salazar does not trust Strand because they are both the most natural-born survivalists among the group. And so this is what uh, Erickson had to say. I think that's smart. I think that's a big part of it. He can see in Strand exactly what you said. This is a guy who knows how to survive. This is a guy who has a plan. And he's the first person to really recognize the fact that Strand had no intention of staying in his house. Strand was always packing his bags even before the bombs fell. He was going to get on that boat. And it begs the question, where does Strand believe they can go? Strand suggests San Diego in the premiere. And we'll find out if that's a solid idea or not. Very very soon but he's got an agenda and as long as that agenda is secret salazar is not going to trust him and i think what we learn later about daniel is even though he is connected to madison and in some respects they're kindred spirits and they respect each other he's still in a position where his main priority is ophelia and he knows that madison's main priorities are alicia and nick so at the end of the day as much as they may like each other he's not completely trusting of anybody he doesn't trust strand he also knows in a pinch if a choice were to be made he could very easily be on the opposite side of the fence from madison as well so it's a strange situation and it's one of my great fears, actually, to be in the middle of the ocean with no land in sight and this abyss beneath you. But to be in this boat trapped with a bunch of people, many of whom you don't know that well. Strand being a case in point, someone who has a mystery to him, and we don't know what we can trust. I think it adds a level of anxiety and tension to the show, which is great until we come back to land, and then we've got walkers. Dun, 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 dun. So they also ask him about Jack. 
So they ask, and then it gets worse. Mm. Well, speaking of anxiety and tension, what are we to make about this guy Jack we hear on the radio? He sounds nice and innocent enough, but sounds can be deceiving, can't they? So he goes on to say they absolutely can. We're going to see Alicia go through an interesting arc over the course of the season. That's for you, Deidre, as well. Of all of our characters, she was the one that had a line on her future. She was independent. She was going to go to college. She was going to say goodbye to mom and to attic brother and to El Sereno and start a new life. And of all the characters being the most prepared for the old world, she is the least prepared for the new world. And when she hears the voice on the radio, it's somebody who feels like they're a contemporary person. It's somebody who she feels she can relate to. And I think it's out of a need to connect to the dying past that she begins that conversation at the end of the episode when everything collides there is a very real danger that this guy had ill intents and was more nefarious than uh, we realized and eventually we may hear that voice again it's negan Oh, Lord, oh, is God. Negan. Oh, no, you didn't. Is <laughs> <laughs> Negan, oh, my Listeners, don't pay attention to Deidre. <laughs> but there is another question. Looking ahead, what can you tell us about the next episode? So he goes on to say, we've got to realize if we learn nothing from episode 201, it's that, obviously, things are no safer on sea than they were on land. We're going to be forced to return to land in episode two and we think at first that we might find some degree of sanctuary but we realize that the apocalypse has spread and it continues to spread and it's the first time i think we realize that there is no safety anywhere <laughs> interesting stuff over on deadline.com they also interviewed erickson and he had some interesting answers to some of their questions so they also ask about strand this is strand's boat that our west coast survivors are on at the beginning of season two and he has in every way become the dominant figure right now where are we going to see this enigmatic enigmatic character going deeper into season two erickson had this to say clearly he has a plan he has an agenda which he's only sharing part of if any what's surprising to me it is his boat he's the captain but he has this crew that he's brought with him none whom really trust him that provides us with the opportunity for alliances and as madison tries to figure him out there's a certain degree of simpatico i think between the two of them i think they both are survivors. And then they also ask about crossovers. Deadline asks, You've repeatedly said that there are no planned crossovers between Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead, but what about the web series Fear the Walking Dead Flight 462, a.k.a. what Deadly calls Fear the Walking Dead in the Sky? That's right. He goes on to say, Yes, everyone's asked about a crossover between The Walking Dead and Fear, as you know. In terms of chronology and in terms of geography, that is something that we would never, never do. We aren't based on the comic book, and the comic book's never going to get into the world of fear. With Flight 462, however, the answer is yes. I think we will return to that story at some point in the first half of the season, and we will conflate those two storylines. I think that's part of the fun about multi-platform storytelling these days, is that you can do that. You know you can do a webisode and introduce a character, perhaps incorporate him or her into the body of the main show. I think that's 
kind of exciting and probably something we'll do again between season two and three if there is a season three. We also have an interview that RottenTomatoes.com posted that features the actors that play Strand and Madison. So that's uh, Kim Dickens and Coleman Domingo. And they ask about Strand to uh, Coleman Domingo, the actor that plays him. And he goes on to say, I wasn't surprised that Strand reacted the way he does to the refugees because I think he lives in very black and white terms. He already laid out the terms of what he thinks is survival, at least for today. This is how we need to move along today so we can at least find our way through and we can't sacrifice ourselves of course we have other people in this boat who have other needs and other wants and who are still dealing with these people as human and not as a threat but strand of course feels in, feels differently there's some engaging conflict there dickens uh, talks a bit about strand as well she goes on to say yeah we're hanging on by a thread with this guy it's tricky there are moments when Madison has to agree to a very uncomfortable alliance with him. To be in a partnership with him means you have to reconcile. Become complicit in your behavior. You really didn't want to identify with yourself. They're challenged. These people are challenged. Coleman Domingo was interviewed by comicbook.com and they asked him a little bit more about Strand. In particular, they wanted to know how he got his fortune. And Domingo teases, what if he was just born with it? You never know. What I think is interesting, it's already interesting how many impressions we have about wealth, in particular and how that's associated with something nefarious because people are so concerned with how is this guy so wealthy and why? And of course, it can't be good in some way. It's almost as if maybe it seems a little too seductive that this man has got it all together and I think it's just bringing something out in him too but I you know it'll be revealed how Victor Strand got his money but I think that he's a very smart resourceful human being and I think it also caters to the survivalist skills in the new world we also have some Additional information on upcoming episodes. Episode 202 is titled, We All Fall Down, and this is the official synopsis. Our group seeks shelter with a survivalist family. Madison tries to uncover the family's true motives. Salazar works to uncover Strand's intentions. And then the episode after that, episode 203, is titled, uh, Auroboros. And this is a synopsis. Madison confronts Strand about his mysterious destination. Nick, Alicia, and others inspect wreckage from a plane crash. And then I only have the title for episode four. It's called Blood in the Streets. And uh, I did do a little bit of research and digging. And I may have at least a tease as to who could have survived Flight 462. This is according to IMDb, and Speak as Deadly it. knows, <laughs> and as Deadly knows, because Deadly is an actor, you know sometimes people can fudge IMDb stuff, mm -hmm. right, Deadly? I don't fudge mine. Okay, but <laughs> some people do. <laughs> but according to IMDb, as of right now, the actress Michelle Ang, who plays Charlie, aka the Asian lady, is cast for episode two hundred three. Oh. 
and Justin Bieber, a.k.a. Oh, um, the actor Brendan Mayer, who played Jake Powell. <laughs> the one we nicknamed Justin Bieber. More teenage angst for you. <laughs> so they're both listed in the episode. We don't know if it's true, because once again, IMDb, people can edit stuff. But it's interesting that out of all of the uh, fear, the Walking Dead in the Sky characters, those are the two that are listed. Yeah. Hmm. Alrighty. So two episodes away, we'll find out. Back to you, Deadly. Oh, wow. That's all that I got. Well, you had a lot of great information, Pops. Poppy. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, guys, it was great to be back. We we have a new co-host. It was great with you, it was Ashley. great to be here. Thank you. It was fun. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Fear the Rambling Dead. Visit the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com forward slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Search for Fear the Rambling Dead and subscribe. Like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash the rambling dead. Also like Poppy Chula Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash Radio. Email us via contact at popularradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Popular Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at popularradio.com. Co-hosts, like I said, great having you back. Another season of Fear the Rambling Dead. Wish the listeners a good night. Good night, guys. Good night, everyone. Good night, Jack. Good morning. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night, Ramblers. Yeah, Watch out oh. out there on the Deadly Seas. Oh, Deadly Seas, yes. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, Uncle Deadly. Yes. <laughs> Joining us every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Fear the Rambling Dead. Good night, and I'm hoping Legionnaire has something to say. Yes. Well, as we close out, we want to say that Liza's journey has finally come to an end, but for everyone on the Abigail, the journey is just beginning. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just laughing at the way Chris knocked his mom off the ship. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're supposed to be paying your respect to the lady. He was like, be gone, bitch. That was terrible. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's horrible.